Hello, this is Eric Boyce, CEO and Chief Investment Officer for BK Wealth Consulting, and welcome to a special edition of Market Minutes, where we discuss the market returns and the market environment here for the first half of the year in 2022, uh, with uh, maybe some emphasis to the second quarter uh, results, and also a little bit of uh, notes on the outlook uh, at a very high level. So as we start this broadcast, it's helpful to kind of remind ourselves of, you know, just the magnitude of the drop in the uh, markets that we've seen over the last uh, over the last six months, really, uh, for the quarter uh, ending June 30th, uh, 2022. S&P 500 was down 16.1 percent. Uh, and uh, if you look at the equal weight, it was down 14.3. 4%, a three-month T-bill uh, was up uh, one-tenth of 1%. If we look at long-term treasury bonds, they were down 11%, uh, and investment-grade corporate bonds were also down about 7%. Gold was down 6%, uh, and volatility was uh, exceptionally high at close to 40 uh, as measured by the VIX, uh, and as we all know, uh, consumer price uh, uh, inflation data. Inflation was very, very uh, pronounced. So now if you look at the year-to-date uh, equities as defined by the S&P 500, were down 20%. Uh, Long-term treasury, uh, treasury bonds were down 20%. Investment-grade corporate bonds were down 13.9%. Uh, and gold was pretty much flat and volatility was high. And so you know, if you look at, um, you know, just the, the Bloomberg U.S. Aggregate Index, which is kind of the mainstream bond index that has a lot of different components to it, uh, it was down 10.4% for the first half of the year. Uh, so and when you think about you think about this, this is a, a very, very unusual environment where both stocks and bonds are down uh, and, and, by, and down by a reasonable magnitude. Do you think like, you know, we have uh, some uh, some information on this in our charts of the week, but a traditional growth portfolio is defined by 60% stocks or 60% of, you know, the S&P 500 and 40% fixed income as defined by the Bloomberg U.S. Aggregate Index. I mean, that portfolio in the first half of the year alone was down 16%. So if your portfolio was down, say, 10, 11, 11 11.5%, then I would consider yourself relatively fortunate to have avoided kind of the, these these twin uh, pillars of, of despair. Uh, and, and again, it's very, very unusual. And you look at like S&P down years from 1977 to 2022, um, you know, it, it, there's the 77, 81, 90, 2000, 2001, 02, certainly the global financial crisis in 08. These were periods in which the equity markets were all down, and particularly in, in 01, 02, and 08, down by a lot, down double digits. Uh, but you, in, in all of those environments, you had positive performance coming out of the bond side. And so that helped to diffuse uh, the downturn uh, quite a bit. And so when you think about just like 2002 as an example, the S&P, uh, was down 22%, but bonds were up 10%. And so the net uh, return of a 60-40 portfolio was uh, only down 9%. Again, negative is negative 9% is still painful, but it's it's obviously um, 
uh, you know, it's obviously a lot better than if you had to ride, you know, both sides down. And so that that's what makes this really, really unusual. And if you look at a, a 60-40 return uh, through June, uh, going back to 1976, uh, and you rank these one to 10, and this is our first slide in the charts of the week, uh, number one rank is this here. And again, that 60-40 that portfolio was down 16.1%. The next worst performing portfolio was back in 2008, during the first half of that year, and it was only down 6.7%. So again, to underscore the magnitude of what happened, in fact, in the and on the stock side, we just had the worst first half of a year that we've seen since 1970. And, uh, you know, a lot, this world was a lot different back then. So I uh, just want to underscore the highly unusual nature of what we've seen. Uh, in fact, if you go and look at the bond index, the Bloomberg US aggregate index, again, going back to 1977, uh, it, there's only been four years in that time frame where the bond index ended at a negative uh, return. Four years since 1977. 1994, we were on the eve, uh, we were in the midst rather, of a rate tightening cycle and uh, the bond market returned negative 2.9% that year. 1999, it was down eight tenths of a percent. Uh, 2013, it was down 2%. Uh, and then last year, it was down about one and a half percent, but no one really seemed to matter because the equity market did fairly well. So uh, when you think about the U U.S. aggregate index being down 10.4% in the first six months of the year uh, and, the, and the worst performing bond market for an entire year was a 94, which was down 2.9%. Again, this is an extremely unusual environment. Uh, that we've seen here. And so I think the prognosis looking forward, obviously equities are going to continue to be volatile. Uh, inflation, uh, we see from a, uh, from a macro level, inflation expectations are coming down. Uh, we're seeing some demand destruction. We're actually seeing consecutive weekly declines in gasoline prices, uh, of all things. Uh, and we're clearly seeing, you know, manufacturing slowing down, uh, goods uh, purchases coming down. Uh, and, and all the things, I think, from a material standpoint that you would want to see happen uh, with higher interest rates. So as, as we talked about in our uh, market minutes, obviously, you know, you can raise rates. But the other thing that you have to do to kind of control spending and, and control demand is the money supply. And we know that the money supply growth is really stalling out here. And that honestly, to me, is more important than this rhetoric over, is it gonna be 75 basis points or half percentage point on the Fed increase? Uh, money supply slowing is really, really important. And so I think the backdrop is being laid here now uh, for, this, for this growth slowdown uh, we see hiring intentions uh, begin to fade a little bit, uh, you know, and, and wages are still high. Personal, real personal incomes are still high. Uh, and, I, and I've said that I, I think that there's, you know, probably a 25 to 30% chance that we're in a recession right now and we just don't realize it because these things usually get dated uh, only after the recession's over. But it, it would be really unusual to have any kind of a recession uh, if you have... Um, if you have really strong employment and 
real personal income is as high as it is now. Uh, now, having said that, a lot of people are expecting that in a few, about three weeks, we're going to get the first reading of the second quarter GDP number. And uh, at least uh, like from the Atlanta Fed standpoint, that number is now expected to be negative 1%. And so that would make six consecutive months of negative economic growth, which a lot of people like to associate with uh, a, a recession. And so I, I think that uh, you know, again, there's a reasonable chance that we're in this recession right now, and we just kind of don't realize it. We're kind of living through it. But I think in many respects, there is a bottoming, uh, kind of trying to find, the market's trying to find its bottom right now. There's a lot of speculation over interest rates, the future pace of inflation, which, again, from a personal consumption expenditure standpoint, uh, even at the core PCE, which is the inflation indicator that the Fed looks at, those numbers are rolling off the top right now. And so if you have inflation coming down, dovetailing into lower inflation expectations, uh, even though inflation's high, commodity prices are rolling over, you've got a, you know, a lot of things that are happening that you want to see in this environment. Again, it's not you know, it might be a little visceral to talk about, you know, demand growth slowdown and hiring growth slowdown where the employment market begins to maybe not be as strong, perhaps. But, you know, it's bringing the equity markets down. Our multiple on, on uh, forward earnings is now around 16 times. Uh, again, if you like at the, you know, the beginning uh, of the year, it was well over 22. We've seen, you know, a significant amount of, of uh, uh, valuation uh, come down in, in, in the equity markets. And obviously, we've seen the treasury market kind of hold in around 3%, but we've seen treasury yields kind of roll over too and come down a little bit. Uh, so it, it still does remain a relatively fluid environment. Uh, data could change, uh, but some of the things that we want to see are, are actually transpiring now. Uh, we know consumer sentiment. This is, is one of the most important takeaways from this uh, session here. Uh, and I have a chart on this, that in, in, in prior troughs for consumer sentiment, again, sentiment is tied heavily to inflation expectations and, and observed inflation. And so we're at potentially a trough right now. And in each of going back for 20 years, uh, in each of the instances where the consumer uh, sentiment number troughed, uh, the equity markets were up over 20% in the 12 months after that. And so, again, I'm not saying that past is always prologue, but I'm just saying that there's a, a phenomenal relationship there. And I'm not saying that I'm expecting 20% returns in the market. I'm just saying that, you know, when you look at the indicators that tend to suggest that were close, but maybe not at a capitulation point yet, that, that we are close in terms of finding that threshold in the equity markets. And, uh, you know, even if there's a shock that brings us down another 10%, that that's not likely to persist uh, unless that there's some massive negative surprise that we see on the horizon with, um, you know, with, with, with inflation or something like that. But, but we are clearly seeing that. Now, that's not to say that in 20... 23 or 24, we could have, you know, a, a, a more noticeable uh, recession. Um, I'm not saying that because that could happen. But again, you know, there's a small chance, minute chance that we're in a recession right now and we just don't realize it. That would be a mild recession. And if that's the case 
and we can soft land, then equity markets are going to perform uh, okay. Now, fixed income, we're going to have to manage through a higher uh, rate uh, regime now. We think that the you know that we've had kind of a changing of the guard now, and we're not going to be consistently watching rates go down over time. That likely they're going to edge back up over time, and so we're going to have to manage through that. But uh, so, but at least from the investment market standpoint, uh, I, I hope, and I, I do believe that we're closer to the bottom of this environment, bottom of this volatility pit that we're, uh, that we're in right now. Uh, and I am more constructive, frankly, on the fixed income markets, not moving uh, with rates not moving appreciably higher here if demand slows faster than we think it, than, than, than the regulators think it will. And if that's the case, then uh, I, I'm more constructive on bonds right now, as long as you don't go uh, fairly long on your, uh, on your maturities. But um, uh, but uh, but I think that we are perhaps a little closer on the equity side, uh, unless there's some kind of a, a major negative surprise out there. And obviously, if you get some kind of positive news and a positive resolution out of the Ukrainian situation, then that, from a from an investor sentiment standpoint, can give quite a bit of a lift to the markets. Uh, and obviously, if you see a material drop, you know, like maybe a, a two or three-tenths of a percent drop in annualized inflation. That would obviously be a, a very positive takeaway for the market. Uh, and um, uh, so that those are the things that I'm looking at now. Uh, you know, obviously there's uh, a lot of data out there and I didn't cover a lot of it, but I just wanted to give you a sense of where we are here at the end of the quarter uh, and maybe some of the key things to look out for and kind of just giving you you know, my gut opinion on things. And again, you know, I may be, may be wrong about some of this, uh, but at least this is kind of how I read the tea leaves right now. Well, I hope you've enjoyed that. Uh, and uh, please give me a call. Uh, you can reach me at 512-496-5709 directly or eric at bkawealth.com if you have any questions. I'd love to hear from you. I uh, hope you have a wonderful uh, start to your July. Uh, happy 4th of July to everybody and be safe and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.